0: Javad Hashmi is with us, Muslim Public Affairs Council Director of Research and Strategic Communications. Javad is on the uh, John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. This has been one of the biggest stories in this state ever since the reporting took place. We certainly have uh, discussed it with guests, in my own opinion. This is an adjunct professor, Erica Lopez Prater who in teaching a class gave warning in a syllabus and gave warning the day and moments before, and it is an art class that she is about to show a historic and beautiful depiction of the Prophet Muhammad. This is not Charlie Hebdo. This is not belittling in any way. And even with those warnings, one of the students was very upset, said this was an example of Islamophobia. It became a well-covered case. And in the end, Hamlin decided to not bring the teacher back, I think, to, to the, the adjunct professor back. I think to most of us that is a fire. And They're saying there was no commitment to uh, – bring her back already because she was just an adjunct professor. Many people have chimed in. I felt like the professor was absolutely in her right. The teacher has now sued, and Hamlin is backtracking on this, and that's why Javad is such a uh, good guest for this particular time. I thank you, sir. What what is your reaction to the way Hamlin initially reacted to how they have uh, backpedaled over the last 24 hours?
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. It's a pleasure to be speaking with you. Um, Same here. I obviously obviously agree with you that um, the university initially took some missteps. Uh, I think it speaks to many different issues. Uh, You mentioned most of them, including the issue of adjunct professors. I'm an academic myself. I'm finishing up my PhD at Harvard, and I know how bad the market is. And unfortunately, adjunct professors at the uh, you know the raw end of the stick, and uh, so I don't agree with them at all that they had no obligation. It's it's a very sad state of affairs when it comes to adjuncts, how they're abused and abused and exploited. So there is that issue, which is kind of germane to the academic sphere. Um, but then beyond that, I think there are issues of freedom of speech as well as uh, mm-hmm. maintaining viewpoint diversity in the university. So I absolutely agree with you that this was a big mistake by the university. Although I am happy that they are now backtracking on this.
0: What I think also to me, uh, which has been interesting, is some organizations, which for years have spoken out on Islamophobia, and I've agreed with them almost all the time, because it is sad and it is disgusting, the amount of Muslim hate we still have in this country. But when some organizations called out the adjunct professor, they did it in a way that... I thought was like, there were almost like, like every Muslim would feel this way. And whether you're Catholic, you're Jewish, you're white, you're black, what, whatever different category you might be in, I, I get a little tired of when somebody's saying, well, we speak for everybody. When in this case we're talking about hundreds and hundreds of millions of people and people within a faith, within a race, men versus women – can just have different, strong views, backed by facts and opinions, and it's not a unanimous view just because we share the same faith.
1: I mean, you're absolutely right. And to that point, the professor in question was trying to make that exact point by showing that the Islamic tradition historically, and even now, is incredibly diverse with all sorts of different viewpoints, even on this issue. And so she was trying to show that not all Muslims through history have been opposed to depictions of the Prophet. And even if you as a Muslim disagree with depictions of the Prophet, in fact, from my faith perspective, I don't necessarily uh, depict the Prophet uh, pictorially. There's certain reasons why not. But I still have to acknowledge that there is a diversity of opinion on this issue and there always has been. So similarly, On these kind of issues, it's absolutely right that Muslims are not of all one mind. Although I would say that at least when it comes to American Muslims, the tide has really turned on these issues. And most Muslim academics, at least, seem to have sided with the professor. And even I agree with that. And even the organization that initially a subchapter that seems to go the other direction has actually reversed its decision, which I think is a good thing as well.
0: Javad Hashmi is with us, Muslim Public Affairs Counsel. He's their director of research and strategic communications. Let me read you part of what the adjunct professor, Lopez Prater, uh, part of what the attorney had to say, that Hamlin made her out to be a pariah. He accused the university of violating its own policy of academic freedom and discriminating against the adjunct professor because she is not Muslim because she did not conform her conduct to specific beliefs of Muslim sect, and because she did not conform her conduct to the religious-based preferences of Hamlin, uh, that images of Muhammad not be shown to any Hamlin student. Two things on that, Shavad. What is your reaction to that part of what the lawyer said? And what do you believe the adjunct professor should receive from Hamlin? So
1: thank you so much. So I want to say, before I say anything else, that from a religious perspective, we believe that even if someone depicts the prophet in a degrading, racialized, offensive fashion, that our responsibility as Muslims, as believers, is to respond in a peaceful and civil way. And so we disagree with this unfortunate trend towards fundamentalism, which is a recent thing in recent decades. So from that perspective, we believe that the Qur'an tells us that there's no compulsion in religion. And this is why recently my organization, MPAC, actually issued another declaration right before this one, which was called the Islamic Declaration Against Religious Police, where we oppose what's going on in Iran. Um, and then the Qur'an in multiple places tells us that when people attack our faith, that we are supposed to respond with humility and respond to them with words of peace. So that's right out the gate. Now. Responding to what you just said, I absolutely agree with you that the professor in question here was not trying to offend Muslims. She was doing the opposite. She was trying to combat Islamophobia. And she was engaging with the material in a critically empathetic way. And we should actually applaud her and celebrate what she's doing. And sometimes that involves complicating beliefs that believers themselves may hold growing up, but it's the role of the academic, the professor, to complicate those views and expand their uh, viewpoints. So. I agree with you. The professor was not intending any offense and she gave plenty of disclaimers. And so we think she did did the right thing. I hope I answered your question. Yeah.
0: Um, Do you have a feel uh, a personal view yourself since litigation has been filed? Um, What Uh, she should end up receiving?
1: Well, uh, I definitely think she should get her uh, recurring role back there. To be very honest with you. Would she um, she want it?
0: I mean, I don't know, honestly, if I'd I'd want to go back.
1: Yeah, well, she should at least be given the option, I think. That's number one. Um, I I think monetary damages might be appropriate so that uh, universities of the future are less uh, willing to go down this route. But really, this is beyond my kennel. I, I don't really speak on the legal aspect of it, but. Um, we support her in whatever she's trying to accomplish. And we hope that she can maybe benefit from this. Sometimes when you get this kind of blowback, it it reverses in the sense that you actually benefit from this. And so I hope that her career uh, goes in a positive direction from this.
0: Last thing, because this has become such a large story, especially in the Twin Cities, but as someone who pays attention to many media outlets for, for this job, it has become a big story across the country what what is your feeling about how this is played out and what it tells you about debates of the muslim faith and academic freedom and this perpetual debate that goes on on college campuses i'm with a group of a lot of people been saying this for years that you know colleges are now too afraid to deal with difficult topics and um they have pulled back from an important role that they still should play. But this discourse which has taken place, is, are there a couple things that have really stood out to you as from an individual who, who pays close attention to this because of the work your group does?
1: Yeah, great question again. So on the one hand, I do want to acknowledge that there may have been local factors at play when it comes to the students on campus, including issues of race. Um, So, I don't want to discount that entirely. I'm not quite familiar with what was going on on the ground, and that local organization was privy to that, and so we do want to give them credit for speaking to that. On the flip side, though, I am concerned, as someone who himself is in, you know, I'm finishing up my PhD right now, I am concerned with uh, the issue of constraining speech on campus. And so, I do think it's important that we promote viewpoint diversity. Um, and here, people of different viewpoints, that's what the university setting is created for. So I am a, a big supporter of that. And I'm glad that the conversation has moved in a positive direction, I feel. This might be a turning point or an inflection point, where I do feel that many Muslim academics have come out on the side of the professor. The university is reversing. So this is, these are all positive developments, and I'm, I'm hoping that we can turn the page here when it comes to this issue.
0: Javad, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it.
1: Well,
0: thank you so much. I appreciate your time as well. Thank you. Javad Hashmi, Muslim Public Affairs Council. He is uh, Director of Research and Strategic Communications. I'll have some final thoughts on this. Well, they shouldn't be final thoughts. I'm not sure we're, we're, we're close to the end, but I want to react to another part of this story. If you'd like to chime in, we'll have time for a quick text or two. You always can text at the uh, Cities 1 talk and text line 651-461. 9226.